Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Overhuber, and I'm your host. My guest today is Fletcher Cleves. Hi. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? Happy to have you, and I'd like to start with a question so that we can really go deep. How did you come to see the world the way you do today? Absolutely, that's a great question. Uh, the way I see the world today is in a different light due to my traumatic ex life experience I had at such a young age. For those that do not know, I was involved in a car crash at the age of 18, uh, right after high school, uh, my first my first year of college, my first two weeks within class, I was on a football scholarship and a lady was texting and driving and ran me, me and my roommate off the road. And so that traumatic uh, incident caused me to become a quadriplegic, which therefore caused me to look at life a little differently. And throughout the years, I have learned to embrace adversity and overcome it. And since then, uh, my outlook on life has been kind of a glasses half full type of outcome. And, you know, there's always a better tomorrow. I think that's a topic that's important for all of us because adversity is something that we encounter in various ways. And maybe not as physically adverse as you did, but there's, there's other adversities that each one of us encounters. So with this topic of seeing the glasses half full, how did you go through the steps to to recovery from that so that you could live an, a life that you felt is worthwhile and makes sense to you and so on. Yeah, so my recovery process was strenuous in the beginning. Um, I spent a year in intense therapy. After that year in Atlanta, Georgia at the Shepherd Center, I went on to go come back to home, University of Memphis, where I enrolled in college and tried to become a productive citizen and continue to live my education and get a degree. And so the role of recovery, it had me to think about the things I could do versus the things I couldn't do. As you mentioned, we all go through adversity, but I, this is a little saying that I typically like to remind myself is that it doesn't matter. We all, we all go through adversity, it, but it, what happens to you is not what defines you. It's how you respond to it. So as you mentioned, like also we, whether you're going through a divorce or you're going through financial hardship or you might have a death in the family or whatever the case may be, everybody goes through something. But how are you going to respond when adversity knocks on your front door? And that type of mentality mentality, mentality uh, allowed me to always see the brighter things. And uh, every day that I wake up is an opportunity to make today better than yesterday. Uh, I try to take small goals. So some of my goals typically is just to have a good day, wake up in the morning and, you know, turn the music on, get the blood flowing and just tell yourself today, we're going to just have a good day. And then tomorrow you say the same thing. And then before you look, if you have en enough good days in a row, it turns into a good week. Enough good weeks turns into a good month. And if you have uh, consecutive good months back to back, then you'll have a good life. Yeah, this is very impressive, the, how we, how, you know, the topic of resilience, as it's called in education, right? So you, you, you've developed 
resilience towards these things and developed a, a way of seeing the world that allows you to choose to see what you can do rather than what you can't do. And that's a really huge step, I think, because we, we tend to get caught up in these things. I certainly have plenty of those topics where I feel, oh my God, what, what's going on here, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, you know, not to focus too much on the negative, but to always look at the positive. So as you said, that sometimes you can catch yourself uh, thinking about negative situations longer than anticipated. So you're still thinking about something that happened yesterday. But if your mind is filled with negative thoughts, then you have no room for positive solutions. So if you're always thinking about the negative, then you have no room to uh, can be concerned with the positive. So if you just switch your mentality a little bit to focus on the positive a lot, then there's no space for negativity. So how do you respond? There's a thought in The Course in Miracles it's, that says, we are all infinitely valuable in the mind of God. Now, how how is it looks like you've developed a, an outlook that has a similar statement in it. So maybe you'd like to expand on that. Yeah, I missed the beginning about the outlook of God. What was the quote? Each and every sibling is infinitely valuable in the mind of God. Yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. You know, I think that we all are God's creatures and we all have value. And as long as you are still alive, that means you still have purpose. You know, God hasn't called you home yet for a reason. That means you haven't fulfilled your purpose yet. And when you find what your purpose is, or maybe not actually knowing what your purpose is, just appreciating the journey of finding your purpose, then you can continuously have a good day or have a good life, so to speak. So that's how I try to think about it is that, you know, God, even, even my car crash, you know, I could have died. There's a lot of people who are involved in car crashes that survive, that don't survive. So I'm like the fact that I survived and not only did I survive, I, I survived with a, with a spinal cord injury, but I still have my mind to develop thoughts in, in my personality. And I'm still the same person, so to speak. I'm just sitting down all the time. So because of all of that, I try to think that, I'm still here for a reason. I have fulfilled my purpose. And maybe my purpose is to inspire others, travel the world, bring awareness to accessibility. Or maybe my purpose might be something different that I haven't found out yet. But it's just that I'm enjoying the journey of finding my purpose. And how did you shift your focus in education? You said you got your education done or did you not? I don't, I don't know. What was that shift and what did you change the major or what you were going to, the education that you took or did you do the same or what happened? Yes. Uh, so with me being on a football scholarship, I was mainly focused on physical part of college, so to speak. But once that was taken away from me, I was lucky enough I made good grades in high school. My parents made sure of that. Um, the, the state of Tennessee requires each high school student to have a 2.5 GPA to play high school sports. But my parents didn't want me to strive for the bare minimum. So they said, hey, you know, we're going to require you to have a 3.0 if you want to play high school sports. So I st strive to have that educational background, which helped me in the 
after my car crash because even though my physical was taken away from me, I was able to go back to college and obtain a degree in computer science. At first, my degree was engineering or it was really unknown because I was only a freshman and all freshmen have to take those generic English history classes and all that stuff. So you don't really get your major to like your sophomore or junior year. And so I was just kind of taking all the classes every college student had to take. But then when I got to the University of Memphis, I knew I liked math and I knew I liked problem solving. So I went on to get a degree in computer science. So when you say you like problem solving, is, does that mean that you have an outlook that is, is solution focused rather than problem focused? Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, in the, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I don't spend too much time worrying about the problem. I spend the majority of my time trying to develop a solution. So I'm very goal driven. I'm very uh, task driven, so to speak. So like, tell me what you want, what you need. Tell me the problem and then I'll come to you with a solution. You don't have to, let's not worry about, you know, go days trying to figure out what's going on or what the, what the problem is. Let's identify what we think the problem is, develop a solution because of the way I think about it, and this is sometimes good, sometimes bad, just depends on how you look at it. Uh, so if you have, if we both have a problem and you take four days to think about this problem and on Friday, on the fifth day, you come up with one solution. Versus me, I, I feel like if I work on the problem, think about it, try the first solution, that doesn't work. So I didn't try the second solution, that might not work. And then the third solution, I realized it worked. So I've developed three solutions at the time it took you to obtain the first one. You know, it, it's just a different way of thinking. Like I said, in certain situations, it might be more beneficial to think longer about the problem or solution. But uh, with math and problem solving, it's I try to, come up with multiple solutions in a short amount of time. So how do you deal with um, people tell you that you can't do it or you're not good enough or you whatever, things like that? Yeah, so I, I don't allow people to write my story. I'm the author of my own story. And when I feel like people tell you you can't do something, that's them projecting their insecurities onto you. So it's like, hey, Fletcher, you can't, like, I know I can't do this, so you must can't do this. Or you can't do this, you know, does it make sense? So I don't allow people to shape my own story. Uh, my football coach used to tell us that the person who says they can and the person who says they can't are both right. Which one would you be? Starting Achieving some type of goal starts within. It starts from you believing that you can do this and then going out and uh, trying or trying to obtain whatever goal you set out for yourself. And uh, just don't allow limitations to be put on your life. Uh, like my book is discussed, or uh, there's another saying I have that I say, how can, don't tell me the sky is the limit when there's footprints on the moon. So people say the sky is the limit, the sky is the limit. It's, I feel like that's you trying to put limitations on what I can achieve. So don't tell me the sky is the limit when I know there's footprints on the moon. So all in all, basically what that means is just the only limitations are the ones you have on yourself. The limitations you impose upstairs are the only limitations in life. So, 
yeah this this way of seeing things as as achievable right and accepting what you can't do and, and you probably also get help where you need help right so you must have developed a very unique way of um asking for help when you need it but doing the things that you can do meaning that you get a lot more done because you do what you can do and you don't reminisce about what you can't do like you were saying you focus on the solution rather than on the problem so you save time if i understand correctly and and of course in miracle yeah, it also says its purpose is to save time so it's very interesting yeah you're you're 100 correct i have obtained this way of thinking just to focus on the solution versus the problem and understand that I don't focus on the things I can't do. I focus on the things I can do and whatever those things are, I, do, I try to do them to the best of my ability. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Uh, closed mouths don't get fed. So if, if you never speak about the help you need, nobody will ever know. If I never tell you what's wrong, how can you know how to fix it? Or how do you know where to help me if I never discuss to you? So I have no problem with Hey, excuse me, do you mind holding that door for me? Or do you mind handing me that? Or hey, I, like I have a, a, a lot of friends and family. I know I, I don't travel by myself for safety purposes and due to my disability. So I'm like, hey, I wanna go to Jamaica or, or France or Italy or Dubai. Anybody would like to go? And like, yeah, I would like to go. So if it's, but if versus if I like, I wanna go to these places. Oh, I can't go by myself. Oh, well, I never, I, I can't go then. And then boom, zip it, right? Versus if I just, plus if you would just ask us to go with you, we would have we went with you. So I'm like, hey, let me just ask. So just asking can create a lot of solutions that you never knew. It might solve a lot of problems that you didn't even know you had if you just simply just ask for help. Yeah, and I, I sometimes have the impression that, that one of the things that holds you back for asking for help is because you know, many people have the experience of asking for help and then being seen as incapable or as lazy or whatever else, right? So uh, you probably have decided you ask for help in a different way where you don't see it that way or don't get that type of response, hopefully, at least. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, and I agree because when I first got injured, I, I went through a phase of asking for too much help and and because it was i was due to my disability so i'm all my asking my parents to hey can i have some water can i have now can i have some chips can i do you know versus trying to go get the water myself and you never know what you can do until you do it so i'm very a uh, i'm gonna try anything once as long as it's safe and there's been times where uh, i wanted some chips on top of the refrigerator and you know i kind of come with that problem solving mentality I went at the broom, tried to knock the chips down on the floor and grab the bag off the floor and now I got some chips or versus just, I would never know I was able to do that if I never would have tried. And hindering, there's a difference between helping and hindering. So my parents was like, hey, we will help you, but we're not gonna hinder you. So they kind of also helped me form that mentality of like, just try. Now, if you try and you can't do it, then I will help you. But you have to try first. Yeah, that must have changed your perspective a lot to to decide you 
You won't ask for every single thing, but you will determine what you really need help with. Now that's that's a hard one, right? Because we don't always know where we where where our limits are, right? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. But the one thing about myself is uh, because of my paralysis, I kind of know what my limitations are. So if I go to a restaurant and it's stairs to get in, there's no point in me trying that because I know I can't, you know, I know what my limitations are. So, hey, do you mind helping me up, help me carry me up these stairs? Like, I already know to ask. But it, I can see how it would be a little harder for somebody who's able-bodied not to know where your limitations are because you have been told that you can do anything, which I do truly believe. And even myself, it's like, even with the stairs analogy, it's not that I can't get in, I just have to get in a little differently. So I think that uh, learning what your limitations may be or learning how to problem solve over the current limitations you face because our limitations are constantly changing. The limitations you have at 15 are the same you have at 25 and won't be the same you have at 35 or 65. So always learning how to problem solve and adapt to your limitations, so to speak, can change your perspective in a way of thinking altogether. Yeah, and that, that of course is a topic that is important, like you said. And when you're you able-minded, able-bodied, and this and that, um, you think you can actually overcome anything, right? <laughs> and there are things you you just can't. If you've tried all your life, you know, to get something right, and it just isn't working, right? So, so maybe that is a limitation. Maybe not, right? But you don't know for sure because you think you can do it. And then you have to figure out other ways. Maybe you can do the same thing in a different way, right? Then it would work. But you haven't. But you've always believed you can do it in the way that. That you've been told it's possible right and so so i think it's this it's a big thing to decide there's other ways to get things done or the way that you're being told isn't working for you maybe there is another way to do it you're absolutely correct that's uh, that's the 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 way of thinking i try to live by like i said it is you know i especially if it's something i have my mindset on like and next, whenever I go to Italy or whenever I go to whenever I go to Rome, I want to eat at this restaurant. I've seen it so much on TV. I really want to eat there. And then we get there, and it's like, oh, we don't have an elevator. So instead of me turning around and being defeated or not accomplishing the things I want to do, we're just gonna figure out another way of how to get in. And that's where problem solving comes. Whether it's one of my friends carrying me and somebody else taking my wheelchair or somebody carry me on my arms and some two people carry me up or whatever the situation may be, I'm not going to let this defeat me, so to speak. Or I'm not going to let it stop me from accomplishing what I my goal. Yeah, well, another thing that is fascinating with your story is that, that you are really, you really set goals and are very determined to reach them. And not everyone has reached that space where they say, okay, I have clear goals that I can determine to reach and I will do anything to get there, right? And that's when the conversation I came earlier is about finding your purpose. When you know your purpose or you know something that you love to do or want to do, 
there's nothing that can stop you from doing that. And though you might have to take a break or you might have to move, I wouldn't say take a break, you have to move a little slower to say, you know, your goal is to buy a beach house and you, 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 uh, you are faced with financial hardship. You may lose your job within two years. It's not that you can't up, still obtain that beach house. It's just you have to move a little slower, uh, change a little tactics, or do something a little differently. But the goal is still the goal. Now, how we get to the goal may change throughout the years. So, yeah, the, one of the – so I, th I think that's beautiful that you spoke about doing something that you love, right? Um, because I think that's one of the things that gives you power, right? But sometimes it appears, even though you are determined to get somewhere, that to get there you have to do things that you don't like or that you feel that you feel like you procrastinate over or whatever, right? Now, the question is, can you shift the perspective so that you're, you can do it happily? Or are you going to get, or is it something that you will get stuck on, right? And how do you, how do you shift that? Or, or do you, is there another way? Or, or does one have to always go through all these adversities that you don't want to deal with to get to your goals? Yeah, I mean, the best part of being an adult is doing the things. Just, there's going to be days you're going to not want to get out of bed. There's going to be days you just want to be lazy. But you have to do the things you don't want to do so you can do the – you have to do the things you don't like to do so you do the things you want to do in the future. So it's like, hey, of course I don't want to get up and go to work today. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. But I also know that I want to go to the casino on Saturday or I want to – uh, go on vacation next week. So I'm going to do these things now so I can do the things I want to do in the future. And adversity is going to come as part of life. Uh, my grandmother always told me that if you haven't been through any adversity, that means you haven't lived long enough. So as, the, the long, as you get older and your adversities may change, you're just going to go through something. You know, as a teenager, your adversity may be your bike broke or your girlfriend broke up with you. But then as an adult, you know, your adversities change. My car, I made a new tire. I need uh, an oil change or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's just understanding to evolve and adapt to your adversities and not let them overcome your mental state and get you in a, way, a place where you want to give up. And why does that, for, for many people, it takes a long time to overcome these, these states of, of not, I'm wanting to give up, right? Now, how did you must have had to face that very intensely at some point in your life, especially when after probably after the physical experience of, of a car accident, but but possibly before that as well. How did you you change that? Yeah, I'm I'm human just like everyone else. So that there there were definitely days where I wanted to give up or I didn't want to go to therapy, but I also knew that during this time in my life that my current state is not where I wanted to be in life. I don't want to just lay in the bed and collect a disability check and just watch TV all day. I don't want to just rely on my parents to for transportation. I don't want to live with my parents. I want, you know, I want to move out. I want to get a car. 
I want to travel the world. I want to get a girlfriend. I want to have a family. I want to get kids. I want to, you know, do all these things that I've always wanted to do. I just had to do them differently now. So I always knew that this is not where I wanted to be in my life at such a young age. So I use that as motivation to continuously strive and not give up. And also watching, um, so I have a great support system. So watching my family and my friends sacrifice so much, to make sure that I was able to do certain things made me not want to give up for them. For instance, you know, my parents would wake up at five in the morning to help me get dressed for the 8 a.m. class and pick me up on their lunch break and then take me to get something to eat and then bring me home and go back to lunch. Or my mother breaking my wheelchair down and putting it in the car and picking me up and doing all these things. And, you know, they're, they're getting older and I'm watching their bodies break down. You know, my mother complaining about back problems or my dad complaining about his knee. And I'm like, Fletcher, you're literally making your parents age faster. So use it as motivation to move out, start driving, so they can do less to live longer. Wow, that's a big one. <laughs> to, to, to say, so you experienced this feeling that you were a burden on people and, and, and too much of a burden because you were capable of doing more, right? You could learn to, to take over more. You, you can't, of course, unburden people from what you can't change, right? Where you really do need help, right? So the, the question was, how did you discover where, where you could um, you know, lessen that burden and where, where it was sensible to keep keep asking for that help or, or maybe get it from somewhere else. Yes. Uh, so my parents, I never, you know, I used to say, I don't want to be a burden. They used to say to me, Fletcher, you are a child. That's what parents are supposed to do for children. That's what mothers are supposed to do. That's what fathers are supposed to do. But knowingly, I did feel like a little burden. So just trying to continuously, you know, just do more and, and be more independent so they can do less. So for instance, if my dad, finished cutting the grass and he's sitting on the couch with a glass of water watching the game just want to relax you know and then and then me coming in was like hey dad can i have some chips and he's like Ugh. so instead of like being that burden i would just in my head say hey you know the dad just got in the house just finished cutting the grass he just wants to relax you can go get those chips yourself but just not being lazy it's like all right you're right let's go get the chips out like, i got it and then because my parents always say, you, know, you want to move out. Who's going to do this stuff when we're not around? And I'm like, you're right. I do want to move out because no, nobody, no 18, 25, 30-year-old wants to live with their parents forever. So it's like, all right, if I want to move out, I need to have to live as if no one was here. Yeah, so you had a motivation to get more capable of taking care of things yourself. Yeah. So what, what role does this ideas like heaven is within you or things like that play in your, in your that also is something that A Course in Miracles feels, speaks about, but other traditions also have similar sayings. Does that play a role in, the, in your outlook? That miracles are what, say to you? Heaven is within. Heaven is. 
Yes, absolutely. That plays a major role, I would definitely say, because um, the sense of saying heaven within you is saying to me, it's like saying joy comes from within. So I don't necessarily rely on happiness because happiness is associated with a happening. So you get a promotion, you're happy. You hit the lottery, you're happy. So it's associated with an happening, but joy is something that can't be taken or given. It just comes from within. So heaven and that joy and that sense of always being, having a fulfilled life and always having a purpose or always enjoying the journey to find your purpose comes from within. So yes, I think that heaven does come from within or heaven slash joy comes from within. Beautiful. Hmm. Is, is there another topic that you like to talk about other than motivation and overcoming adversity that we should talk about here? Yeah, as I mentioned, we're open to talk about anything you would like. I, you know, I love being a motivational speaker. I love traveling the world. I also like bringing awareness to accessibility issues in the travel community as far as hotels and excursions and transportation and things of that nature. But, you know, to everyone that may watch this video that, or that is listening, you know, I always tell people that, you know, life, as I mentioned, you know, adversity happens to everybody. It's not, but it's not what happens to you that defines you. It's how you respond to it. So if you choose to respond in a positive manner, if you choose to change your outlook, or your mindset. Mindset starts so many different opportunities and it can shift to so many different experiences. So if you have the correct mindset, you can accomplish so much more. So there, there's another thought that is also very interesting that we might want to look at is, um, Let's, let's put it, um, let's quote it. I am not a body, I am free. I am just as God created me, is a thought from A Course in Miracles. And you have a, a unique perspective on that probably from your experience. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. That's why in the beginning of the conversation, I mentioned that, you know, we have a saying in sports that father time is undefeated. What that means is at some point in your life, your body will fail you, whether it's arthritis in your knee or you need a hip replacement, but at some point your body will fail you. But I chose not to be determined by my physical, but be judged by my mental and my character. So even though my body and my physical capabilities were taken away from me at such a young age, I still chose to be the same person, act the same way, be a person of God and of faith, and also be a person of motivation. And I, like I mentioned, chose to go back to college and obtain my degree. And just my friends and family say the same thing. It's like Fletcher is the same exact person. I'm a class clown. I'm a jokester. I like to have fun. I, I love to eat the same foods. He's like, he's just sitting down all the time. Yeah, so, so this idea that one is free and that has nothing to do with um, the current abilities, right, whether physical or mental or whatever, because I, I'm, 
I'm, it's not like all of us have the genius mind where we have all these solutions and all these ways of dealing with things and we're really good at it, right? Some of us have to struggle with that. Some of us have an easier time. Some, I don't know, there's very different parts of that story, right? So how, how do you say yes to, to what you are capable of at that point in your life or whenever, right? Because you, you don't all, we're not, we don't all have the same capabilities during this, this experience that we're having here. Yes, and that goes back to what we said earlier. It's not focusing on the things you can't do, but focus on things you can do. So if you're currently struggling with a certain aspect in your life and finding a, knowing the problem and trying to find a solution. So, or, ask, or even asking for help. So if you know that you're struggling to save money, if you know that money's not your strong suit, maybe get it, that's when you ask for help, get a financial advisor or asking your spouse to help manage the house funds or asking a friend to, can you help me manage certain financial situations? But versus you continuously knowing that you can't save money and continuously doing irresponsible financial decisions. So that's the thing I look at every problem is understanding the things I do well and the things I don't do well, not dwelling on those things and asking help for and when I need areas. And I think that's any, any uh, characteristic of a great leader. It's like, hey, my job is to bring out the best in other people, but also knowing where I need assistance. So if I were to you know, do something, like I'm a, I'm a great speaker, I'm a great uh, motivator, I'm, I'm great at speaking in front of large crowds, but I lack a lot of creativity in the business aspect, so to speak. So I get a business consultant who's like, hey, instead of you selling books like this, you should sell books like that. I'm like, oh, good idea, thank you so much. Well, I think this is a good spot to ask if anyone has a question or a comment that you'd like to share, because Fletcher is here and can respond to them. Well, I guess it's not yet the case. <laughs> so, the, the depth of what you can draw from within you is, is really fascinating, right? Yeah. Would you like to, to share about that? Yeah. About drawing stuff from within? Yeah, I think that everything you need to be great, you already have. And by what that means is, of course, you're going to need outside influences, but it starts from within. It starts from within you to number one, believe you can do it. And number two, have the courage to try to do it. So uh, people say, Fletcher, you're such a strong person. You know, you came over so much adversity. You never know how strong you have to be until you have to be. When your back's against the wall, that's when you really find out, you really find out what you're capable of. And it's not waiting till that major adversity comes to realize what you can or cannot do. It's tapping in within, tapping in within yourself to pull that out when things are going well, when things are going great. Is that, that that's what it's easy to 
it's easy to give up when things are hard, but can you continuously strive when things are going great when things are good? You know, so that's what I try to think is that I've already have everything that I need to be great and fulfill my purpose that God kept me on this earth for a reason. It's finding, like I said, what that purpose is or enjoying the journey to find that purpose. What what would you like to say to the thought that we are all walking each other home? We've all we are all walking each other home. I've never heard of that. What does that mean? Well, that's that's a thought from a Course in Miracles because home is where is the heaven, right? So, mm -hmm. and our purpose here is to to walk each other home, right? Because we're and according to a Course in Miracles, you could call what we're experiencing here a dream mm -hmm. because it's made up from we made it up, and and heaven is is actually reality as it is without any you know, false interpretations or or anything it's all it's, it's different it's something we can't describe from where we are at now we just know that it's there right so what what do you think about this walking each other on that's a great concept i've never i've never heard that I've never got an opportunity to think about it but coming i mean just as a quick thought or you know just hearing about this now i think it's a great Outlook is a great uh, quote. I think, and I agree. Like we're here to help each other attain the ultimate goal, and that's everlasting life in heaven. Yeah, it says to remember who we are, right? To remember our source, right? Where we come from, because we were created, and to remember that, and to rejoin. It's like the the story of the prodigal son, right? Where where we've left to have a, a an experience that we think we're separate from our father, right? And and now and it's it's a journey that we're taking that doesn't really have a distance, but it's going on right in our mind. And we need to remember that we can return home, right? And we need to remind each other that that's that's true we are welcome there right even though we think we did something wrong right by leaving or whatever else right the things that we think we're doing absolutely absolutely i think that was a great that was a great saying and great outlook on it as well um I think another thing that's really fascinating is that you believe that what you have to share is helpful. And, that, and then, of course, in Miracles, it speaks about, you know, I'm here to be truly helpful. And I think that's a very important purpose as well, to be truly helpful. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, my fraternity that I'm in, we have a model entitled "Lift as You Climb." So, as you obtain different heights in life, 
it's your responsibility to lift others as you climb to higher uh, peaks, so to speak. Because we all know that I, well, I believe that nobody is nobody of success got there by themselves. Everybody had help from somebody. It's uh, it is your responsibility of a person of success is to help someone else achieve success. Success and having that outlook is just has helped me uh, find different positive people in my life and find different uh, positive things in my life. You know, people say it's a good thing seems to just happen to Fletcher. I say, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. I just know that I try to put out positive and positive vibes and positive. I try to help people and the universe will unfold on it, itself. It will it will work itself out, so to speak. So um, yeah, that, that's, that's how I feel about that. And especially my situation now, I wouldn't, I could not be where I am today without my support system. You know, like I mentioned, my parents, my family, my friends, all the videos on Instagram and, and me on SportsCenter and CBS and all these things that people think is just me. What you don't see is I have my brother behind the camera, my, my parents are there, or my caregiver is, is a team of people that are here just to help me obtain, obtain a certain goal or do a certain thing. Same here. I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at without the support system. Yeah, it wouldn't be possible. None of the goals that I have achieved would be possible. And yeah, so in a in in a way, in a course of miracles, it speaks of all these helpers. If you knew who was at your side, you wouldn't be afraid of anything. Now that that's speaking of helpers from within as well, right? But also, I think it it also means the people around us because we don't realize how much help we are getting. We don't realize what a power there is in that support system whether from within or what we perceive as if it were outside of us. It's a huge, huge deal. Exactly. If you knew, you know, with God by your side, with God with you, you could be against you. And if you have the certain, the, the correct support system, as I said, I have I always have said that uh, my support system doesn't allow me to have a disability. And basically what that means is everything I've ever wanted to do there's like, as long as it's safe, we're going to make sure Fletcher is, is able to have a fulfilled life. Like I recently went skydiving and I've been scuba diving with whale sharks and I've ridden the world's fastest roller coaster and all these things that a lot of people won't get to experience in their life. I've gotten to experience it even being in a wheelchair simple because somebody, a team of people decided, and I decided, number one, I asked, and number two, having the courage to do these things in the wheelchair or not. They was like, hey man, if you got the courage to do it, we'll help you. Yeah, there's a lot of things that that it demands a lot of courage to say, I'm gonna do it, right? And I'm gonna find a way. And that that's in it's for everyone, right? Because we, we have so many goals that we let fall, right? <laughs> or or dreams that we give up because we think it's just too much, right? We can't do it or something. we think something will hinder it or stop it or whatever. And I think it's a good point about the support system that, that 
the support system probably turns up when you really choose to do something. Yes, I think sometimes people just give up too easily because they don't put in enough work. So when you when you put time and invest energy and you know hard work into something, it makes it hard to give up because you've already done so much, so to speak. And that's why I feel the same way about a lot of things. It's like I refuse to give up because I've worked too hard to get to where I am today. So when moments of feeling like you need to give up, right, come up, right, if they do, what do you do? Do you say help and then you, or do you say, oh, it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. I'm going to say this, this isn't the way I want to go. Or what is the process that you go through to, to decide, okay, I'm not giving up? I think it comes down to how truly invested am I into the task at hand. I typically am invested. If, I, if I've gotten to the point where I'm thinking about giving up, that means I'm extremely invested because if I wasn't invested, I wouldn't even got to that point of I really want to give up if that makes sense. Like, hey, Fletcher, you want to sell Girl Scout cookies? Nope. Like, I don't even have to give up on that because I don't want to do it. <laughs> so something like that. But if it's something that you truly want or tr truly invested in, giving up won't be an option because you invested so much time, effort, and energy into it. So, uh, but days I, I do think about giving up, I don't necessarily think about quitting. I think about taking a break and maybe a, a hiatus or something to re-evaluate the, the problem and the solution. So, you know, just take a step back, take a day or two, a week or whatever time, and just, all right, is this something you truly want to do? And if the answer is yes, then go back at it. The answer is no. Formulate why is it not, or how is it? Can you obtain this same goal in a different manner? So you know, the goal is to visit Austria. I may not be able to do that right now. It might not be the perfect time, but I'm not going to give up on the goal. Now, so so instead of um, letting that take too much hold of you 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 decide to give it a, a strong look at right with and i don't know if you feel that way but many people in a course of miracles speak of looking at it with the holy spirit looking at the darkness or whatever it is with holy spirit to to really get clarity about what the what's deeper the deeper aspects of it right so that you can actually get a new answer. Exactly. Prayer solves a lot. Prayer solves a lot. And just pray that you're, what you're trying to obtain might not be something that God wants you to focus on. So, like, for instance, when I was playing football, the goal was to make it to the NFL. And God didn't want me to focus on that. He wanted me to focus on something different. So... They put certain adversity and situations in front of me that switch my switch my vision. Yeah. So the some of the adversity that we experience is obviously self-made, right? Like you were speaking about self-fulfilling prophecy, that type of idea, right? If you can. 
if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. But there's also the aspects of, like you were saying, there might be a, a higher, deeper meaning to it and a, a reason that things are not working the way you think they should, right? But also there's the other side of, like you said, maybe it's just hard work and, and determination that will get you through it, right? So you have to determine what is the actual state of affairs, right? Like in your case, okay, it was clear you can't do the football playing anymore, right? That, that was something that just wouldn't, wasn't working anymore. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's about, you know, finding that purpose, so to speak, and enjoying the journey, as I continue to say. But having the self-fulfillment or the self-prophecy, as, as mentioned, the person who says they can and the person who says they can't are both right. No matter what you do in life, it starts with you believing you can, whether it's becoming a teacher or becoming a whatever, is an astronaut or whatever. It's, it starts with you believing you can do it. Because if you don't even believe you can do it, why should anyone else believe you can do it? But there are certain people around, like even myself, I've had, and that comes back to the support system. I've had people around me that believed in me even when I didn't believe in myself that you know what man you know you're right thank you for the words of encouragement so it switched my perspective and my focus that I have to start believing myself because there's people out there that believe in me at times where I didn't even believe I could do it you know so I just try to always stay positive and think positive and put out positive vibes and therefore positive stuff comes my way that's how I feel That's very powerful to be able to do that, right? I've come to, to places where I, I'm actually feeling like I'm not projecting a positive vibe out, right? And so that's also something is when you're not projecting a vibe, a positive vibe out all the time, doesn't always determine whether you will succeed at all or not, but it the question, like you were saying, one of the things, the deeper thing is, what is your deeper motivation? How motivated are you, right? And when will you let go of what you think is keeping you back, right? Because sometimes the, the things that are keeping you back are just thoughts in your mind, or actually always, right? It's always something in your mind that's holding you back. And so the, the question of changing your mind about, like A Course in Miracles says, you can't change the world but you can change your mind about the world. I agree, I agree. And yeah, so, you know, just to hit off what you said, just because you have positive thoughts doesn't mean positive things will, will come your way. You still have to work on certain aspects uh, of your life. So for instance, I think the quote is, uh, like prayer without work is, I can't think exactly what it says, but basically it's like you can't pray you hit the lottery if you don't ever play like you have to work or you can't pray that you make it to the nfl if, if you don't work out if you don't put in work so the same concept that happens in life is said that you can't put out positive vibes and then just expect positive things will happen you still have to do the work
Yeah. So part of it is is the work, the inner work, right? And the other part is the the actual the activities within the what a course of miracles calls the dream, right? You do you do have activities that that come from that those decisions that you make within you. And yeah, you have to come to terms with what you were speaking about, how there can be a lot of work involved in getting your goals or getting there. Well, most definitely be a lot of work obtaining your goals. Nothing, nothing worth having will be easy. You know, it's, it's going to be days you don't you want to give up. It's going to be days you don't feel like it. But everything you've ever wanted in life is on the other side of I don't feel like it. Once you get over that hump of I don't feel like it, because greatness is achieved by doing things you don't feel like. Are you, are you, you're basically saying you don't feel like it, but you want to get you want to get the result, right? Exactly. Like as a kid in high school, I don't feel like or college, I don't feel like studying. Of course, I don't. But I'm gonna pass this test. So what a, the other side of it was choosing to do things that you love, right? And then, then the another side you were speaking of is that even if you choose what you want, what you love to do, there's always aspects that are are ones in which you feel challenged. Correct. Yeah. Choose something you enjoy doing because everybody heard this. If you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So I feel like when like purpose and something you love to do like align and meet and then I feel like you found the key to life, so to speak. Um, and, but you have to also put in the work, as, as, as you said, it's like you love, find what you love to do and then make a career out of that, do that. But there's going to be days that you don't feel like, well, even though you may love, love to do it, it's going to be days you don't want to do it. It's going to be hours where you want to go to sleep or you just want to relax or be lazy today. There's nothing wrong with taking a break. It's just the objective is to never quit. And often there's tight time schedules for things, right? Mm -hmm. You can't even break when you want to. <laughs> Absolutely. You better get it done. That's what I don't feel like it comes in. I really want to rest, but I know this is due at midnight. So I got to get it done. We're getting towards the end because you said you need to leave earlier. Yeah, so, it's a one minute. <laughs> so we need to wrap up things. So is there anything you would like to share before we wrap up? Um, yeah, to everybody out there listening, you can find me at www.fletcherfleaves.com. My videos, my AT&T commercial, my TED Talk, uh, blog, post, or if you want to book me for a speaking engagement, uh, you can reach me there at www.fletcherfleaves.com.
Okay, so that was one of the questions I would have asked afterwards, how one can reach you, but that's answered. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, have, is there, what would you say is the most important message that you would like to pass on to people? Um, don't allow anyone to tell you the sky is a limit when there's footprints on the moon. There are no limitations to what you can achieve. There are no limitations to what you can accomplish. The only limitations are the ones you impose on yourself. And lastly, how big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? If you knew failure was not an option, how big would you dream? What would you accomplish? And whatever that is, live life by doing that. Now, thank you so much for joining me on this Absolutely. podcast and joining in walking each other home. As I, I think I explained that that's one of our purposes here in the world, or the, the main purpose sure. in the dream. Yeah, to walk each other home. And thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for our support. Um, how do you? How did you call it? Support. Um, community support system. Support, yeah, support system. system. Thank you to all of our support systems. Please continue supporting us, and may we have a wonderful journey together, all of us. Thank. Please remember to subscribe to share about the podcast if you like it and let people know and if you want to be a guest on the podcast please reach out to me because this is a podcast that is open and welcoming if you have a message of love to share so please feel free to contact me just like fletcher and i got together uh, we will, there's many others who are joining in this journey, and that's how rich the, pod, the podcast is, is very rich because of that. So I'm very thankful yeah. to you all. So blessings, and till next time. All right, have a good one. Thank you.